Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Avid Brothers, live in concert, Friday, August 25th, Wells Fargo Arena. On sale now at highvtix.com. Chris Williams and Chris Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. The final day of July 2023. This is two guys named Chris. My name is Chris Williams. His name is Chris Hassel. I can tell he's in a mood today. You think? He's all pissed off at the world. I cannot wait for today's show. Uh, I I want to really apologize to our audience, Chris. I am so sorry we missed last week. We... Here's what went down. So you were on you should, vacation. You should start by apologizing to me. No, I'm going to apologize to the audience. The nine days I was in Iowa. My last couple of weeks have been crazy. And we had planned this getaway, like final three days with my whole family at the Lake of the Ozarks with my parents, just my sister's kids, just old school family getaway. Literally the second I pull up, I, I I open up my phone. I have like six text messages. Like, holy shit, this Colorado thing is like happening now. Um, and I didn't have a microphone. Like, my plan when I got down there was to completely shut down, to not look at my phone, to do all. And, the, and then it turned into this whole deal. And we had already decided we weren't going to do a show on Thursday because you were traveling. Van Winkle was in the hospital with this new baby, and and of course. Of course, the biggest story of the summer breaks the day of. Here we are. We're presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. How are you, Chris? Do you feel good after being back in Iowa for a while? Uh, I mean, I flew back late last night. I got in at midnight, so I don't feel the greatest, but uh, had a great trip. Um, Saw all the people that are most important to me. Um, Didn't see the fringe people like you. and yeah, I got to see my dad, who tried his first... Swarm beer. He loved it. You're going to keep doing this guilt trip. Like, did you expect me to skip out on my family vacation just because you were on yours? Did you have a nine-day family vacation? Well, you you understand this, that I had had my trip to Nashville planned well before you ever told me. You You took multiple vacations within my one vacation. Yeah, that's and how I you do were it, like, though. I can't you, ever really be gone for a week. You broke my dad's heart because you kept saying on the podcast, you know what, I'm going to get over there to Muscatine. I'm going to see you and guys. And I wanted to, and then all and hell And I kept broke telling us. my dad, I kept telling my dad, like you always tell me about Bloom. 
You can't count on Williams. He's not going to show up, Dad. He's like, I don't know. Do. He keeps saying it on the why, – why would he say it on the podcast if he's not going to come over? I said, I don't know why he keeps saying that, but he's At not going to come. I'm just going to drive over to Muscatine and hang out with your dad, and like we'll send you a selfie, and you're just going to be shocked. Like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> That's what's going to happen at some point. I, uh, um, no, I spent the, I spent the, a couple of days, I guess, down at the Lake of the Ozarks with my family while all this was going on with Colorado, and it was c- kind of good because, you know, to have the little breakup uh, with with everybody down there. But this is a this is a really big story, Chris, and I feel like we're gonna feel most of it here in the next couple of weeks. The domino things, you know, how conference realignment usually mm-hmm. works. It's usually a deal where what's what's ironic about. I think this is ironic. I think this is irony. I'll be is the judge Col- of that. Yeah. You, so Colorado is the one who started it the last time when they jumped from the hmm. Big Twelve to the Pac Twelve because then Nebraska jumped to the Big Ten after that because they got spooked. Now the quite so is that ironic? I think it's probably ironic that yes, that they came back. They're the ones that started it and yeah. then they came back. Yeah. Now now all eyes See, are to on me, Arizona. Though, I, listen, to me I didn't I know and you're you're a bigger expansion and realignment nut than me. But I didn't think it was that as big of a deal as you were making it out to be because as you've been telling us, this was a foregone conclusion. This was going to happen. We knew Colorado was going to rejoin the Big 12. Correct. The The reason I think it's the bigger deal of uh, is what's going to happen after. Because let's just say in a hypothetical world, Arizona pulls mm-hmm. the trigger Let's just say they do it on. And see, Wednesday. I've already moved into that space. So my my point is, this could become an avalanche of bigger moves. This mm-hmm. could be a deal where and the I, Big Ten sure looks around, and they're all of a sudden like, "Oh man, um, Oregon and Washington are so now that, talking to the Big Twelve. Like that's where I'm at right now. Like th- this, Oregon and Washington have to be saying to the Big Ten, "Okay, do you want us or not?" Correct. Because if not, we're going to go to the Big Twelve. Th- that's what I would be thinking. If I was in Oregon and Washington shoes, and if I'm in Big Ten shoes, are you saying, "Well, geez, uh, we don't need you. We're not, at least not right now." Maybe the Big Ten's thinking, "Well, we'll just poach you from the Big Twelve a few years down the road when we when we really want you." <laughs> yeah, and then you have the whole ACC to mm-hmm. think about too. So that to me, again, like just Colorado simply going back to the Big Twelve. It's a big story. It's not this like sure seismic one the domino effect could be seismic and that's what we really have to watch out for here over the next couple of weeks i do think arizona will end up in the big 12 based on the conversations i have had um the one thing i do know though chris is that colorado was basically like they were moving in on the goal line right we all knew it was coming they had, they had their ducks in a row administratively. I don't think Arizona was that far. Oh, so I don't necessarily think this is going to be like, oh, today they're calling a meeting to vote for the Big 12. I don't think it'll happen that fast. Mm-hmm. But this th- this is setting us up for a fascinating couple of weeks, and the rumor mill is going to be absolutely on fire. Uh, I, I also question, too, you know, I put out a report on – 
Friday that just blew up my Twitter feed that and and I totally believe this that the Big Twelve would consider adding UConn to get to fourteen. Um that that would be if Arizona doesn't make the jump. I think your old friends and stores are probably being used as a bargaining chip here to get other people to move. But I also think that this that this your mark would, would absolutely do it. He salivates thinking, oh, we could have these New York City events and like it's it's kind of like a Big Ten Rutgers yeah, thing, the like, old Big Ten way of thinking. Yeah, like it. and I hate it. Like I I don't want him to go that route. But this this your mark is so into basketball, you know, mm-hmm. where you could see how that would kind of make sense. I I don't think the Big Twelve presidents really want UConn, but I also think this your mark has done enough good things where they may let him do it. If Arizona box, so we're gonna have a really, really interesting two weeks here. I can promise you that. And, I don't know how I it's think gonna makes turn it, out. What what makes it more interesting, I guess, to me and and more real, is that unlike when Texas and Oklahoma announced they were leaving the Big Twelve, that was going to take place years down the road. It still hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Whereas these teams, like Colorado would be starting play in a new conference next year. So it's coming and coming fast. And the decisions, that means the decisions have to be made fast. Yeah, they they don't have an acting television contract. The, the, the pack, They still don't have one. And from what I understand, Arizona, you know, Arizona has decades-long relationships with these Pac-12 schools. It's a lot more difficult when you're them to just flip all of your brothers off and leave. Colorado, it's like, yeah, we're in the Pac-12, but we're this is really where we kind of belong, mm-hmm. so we're just going to go back there. I think Arizona is being polite and giving this Klyakov all the opportunity in the world to win them over. I don't think they're going to stay. I think they're going to end up in the Big 12. And then again, what happens from there, I think the networks would be fine and probably content if the Big 12 stayed at 14 for now, but if you can snag Oregon and Washington or even Utah and Arizona State, I think the Big 12 jumps to 16 and then, you know, what happens after that? I I would think in a scenario, the Big 10 would maybe make a jump if they were ever going to, but we'll see. I don't know. I do not know. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. We are in the Channel Seed Studios. We are presented as always by our friends at Fairway meat and grocery i wanted to make a quick announcement here before we get back into all this stuff we we announced it on twitter and uh everywhere where you follow io everywhere instagram tiktok all that good stuff hassle you you know as well as anybody how committed i am to this project i think that I'll put it this way. I don't think you have to be on TV anymore to do the weather. And Mm -hmm. we're adding uh, formerly Amber Alexander from Channel 13. Uh, She's now Amber Martin. Uh, And she's going to be doing weather for us here in Iowa everywhere. I'm fired up about this. Yeah. What do Iowans love? We love our sports and we love our weather. It was good timing over the weekend. I was there when the storms rolled through mostly eastern Iowa. I don't know how much you guys got in central Iowa, but we had some some big storms right after she made that announcement and she was tweeting about it. So this is uh, 
This is going to be uh, a perfect match. Love it. Well, what's, and, so what's it going to look like? Tell, yeah. My, my dad was like, what are you going to have, 10 minutes of every show? You're going to do the weather? <laughs> no. All right. Weather on the eights. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not doing that. You know, what it will be is like game day forecast for the Hawks and the Clones. Um, I actually texted her today about, hey, let's, let's get a Hinterland forecast because our there partners at Hinterland are coming up. She's, we're going to do seven days, a couple days a week. And then think about it like this. So, like, what do you mean? When seven days, a couple days a week. Forecast. Seven day forecast. Seven day forecast, yep. a couple days a week. Yep. Okay. And, th- and this will be all over our social media feeds. So we're not, again, we're not going to be like breaking into shows and stuff like that. Don't think of it like that. But we are planning. So, if there is a tornado outbreak today, we're going to go live mm. here on all the IO Everywhere feeds. If think about it in December and you're all trying to plan your your Christmas traveling and there's bad weather coming, like we're we're gonna do weather that you guys care about. If it's gonna be seventy and sunny for the next ten days, like we probably won't do as much, but we're we're kind of feeling this thing out. I think that again, you really don't have to Oh, that's a great idea. High Rise says, bad weather, bet the under, best bets. Just have Amber just go through and tell us where the highest Weather's wind is. Weather's really, really important when yeah. <laughs> betting totals in college football games. I'm gonna, and that's NFL a great too. idea. Presented by Circa. We'll just sell everything. But no, I'm I'm happy. And Amber, she's she got out of the local news because of I think burnout and she's going to come on the CW pod I won't speak for her I'll let her talk about it but she's still really passionate about meteorology and this gives her an opportunity it's kind of like a lot of our things like Matt has another job but he's passionate about doing this type of stuff and this gives him the outlook and and he can make some extra money that's kind of just how we're built here at Iowa everywhere so welcome Amber we we're really uh proud to have you on our team will she do hurricane forecast for me down in south florida i think we have to don't we i think so yeah i think that's got to be part of her job and we can have like some graphics with you with like a umbrella over your head looking up do a lot of that stuff oh, uh, big 10 media days have come and gone i would encourage everybody chad lysko and i did a really in-depth podcast on all sorts of topics we, we recorded that on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing uh, sponsored all of that coverage from Chad last week in Indianapolis. Um, but I wanted to hit on some of these topics with you as well. But if you're a Big Ten football fan, go and listen to that podcast because we geeked out on it. We we geeked out on probably 10, 12 topics about Big Ten football. We spent a good half the time on Iowa. Did you realize, Hassel, that Wisconsin is running the air raid this year? Ooh, your nipples are hard. Oh, yeah. I did not realize that. It's going to be weird to see because we're yeah. just so used that to Wisconsin looking like Iowa. Looking running like the Iowa. air raid next yeah. year. <laughs> Sound the siren. The air raid is coming to Madison. Wisconsin, the favorites in the Big Ten West, they're the only team with shorter odds than Iowa. It's going to be interesting to see how fast Luke Fickle can hit the ground running. It just think about the, all of those awful Iowa Wisconsin games. Not awful if you like the 
thirteen to ten thing, but just like the grind it out. The mm-hmm. it's, some people love that. So I'm <clears throat> speaking as a Big Twelve guy here. But it's it's done. It's all over. And I actually I don't like that for Iowa. Let's let's talk about that. How does the rivalry look now that Wisconsin's completely changed what it does? I could make I could argue either way that I like it for I, Iowa. I, I could argue, yeah. I, I think at first blush, I'd like it for Iowa because now Iowa becomes a little bit more unique. Wisconsin was playing just like Iowa. They were going for the exact type players that Iowa was going for. And quite frankly, over the last 20, 30 years, Wisconsin has done it better than Iowa. And if they're not going to do it that way anymore, I think that's good for Iowa. Now, if they come out and, you know, <laughs> they turn into an offensive juggernaut and they, they run this thing to perfection, maybe not. But at first blush, I think that's good to be a little bit more unique. You could also argue, though, that makes Iowa uh, even more of a relic offensively. Matt, can you pull up Iowa's schedule real quick? I just want to see the date in which they play Wisconsin. because And they have to go to Wisconsin in Madison. The, the, the one thing about the air raid, now they brought in a transfer quarterback that's super from SMU who's very familiar with it. It does take a while often for these air raid offenses to really quick. So you get them about halfway through the year. Yeah, October smack dab 14th. in the middle. Yeah, Wisconsin should be humming at that point. thing about the air raid, though, that's just fascinating is it really has less to do with your talent and more to do with your understanding of the system. And this Phil Longo, uh, he really turned around Mac Brown's program at North Carolina like that, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't take Mac long at all to win there, and clearly people have a lot of faith in Luke Fickle. It's just going to be weird. We're just so used to yeah. these standard – Iowa Wisconsin games and it's it's not going to be that anymore. The what what will be fascinating is watching them try and do that and I I know they can. There's been successful air raid teams in the cold weather before, but in November right when yeah. when Wisconsin's trying well, to Well, hey, they did it, it down in Mount Pleasant, Iowa, didn't they? They the, did. Uh, <laughs> Iowa Wesleyan College with Mike Leach and your boy Hal Mummy back in the day. Yep. Cold and weather were, football there. Hanging up 50, 60 points on D2 teams back. Dana Holgerson, all those guys. So, again, you just usually see it down south. But Mm -hmm. it has been done with success in northern climates. P.J. Fleck was on the defensive all last week. So a report came out. I don't know how much you got to look into this. Where I don't generally like when it comes to he said, she said stuff. Like, I don't know. I have no clue, usually, but Fleck won me over last week. I don't know how much you got to watch about this, but this guy, I just think he's nuts, Hassel. Uh, there was a report, for those who don't know, that came out last week that was similar to, um, not similar to the Northwestern one. This one was much less specific, but talking about intimidation, talking about uh, you know all that stuff. And boy, Fleck came to Indianapolis last week, guns a-blazing. He had an explanation for everything. And I think he's just kind of nuts, and it doesn't work with some people. That's my read on P.J. Fleck. You think that he's he's nuts, and that's why 
some people are trying to get him canned. I think it doesn't mesh with everybody. Yeah. Like well, I could see how well, playing you, and working for PJ Fleck. You've got over a hundred players on one team. And you've got I mean, these coaches are crazy personalities. I, I just thought it was fishy because it came out right on the heels of the Pat Fitzgerald thing at Northwestern, and it just seemed like this was okay, people trying to strike while the iron's hot. All right, can we if, if we have a, a problem with him, a vendetta against him, can we get him out? kind of in this same wave. And the fact that nothing has really come of this, I think that uh, says a lot right now. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I hate speaking on these things without knowing the facts. Yeah, because then it can come back on you in two weeks yeah. if something then else comes. Then it comes out, well, well yeah, he was uh, spanking kids uh, with a paddle. And yeah. uh, he was rowing the boat. He used his row and was spanking kids in the ass. And then I look like an ass. I thought Fleck he, he is did crazy as good crazy. as you could, though, because he attacked the story. Yeah, and I, cause I think a lot of coaches would probably be worried about putting anything out there. And I'm sure their lawyers are telling them and their PR teams are telling them you should do this, you should do that. And maybe this is the best way. If look, if you're if you're innocent here, yeah, come out, attack this thing. That that's what I would do. I wouldn't hide behind anything if if none of this is true. I I I'm not saying none of it's true. So like one of the things in the story that I totally believe is that whoever this anonymous source said that Fleck makes the team clap for him. When he walks into a room, so what? And, and, and Flex saying that no, what, I make. When I was in elementary eight. school, we had to stand up when the teacher came into the room. That's what Flex saying because it, we make them clap because it gets everybody on the same page with their energy focus into one spot with the team. And I'm like, yeah, but I could see how like some disgruntled former player would take it as like, oh, this egomaniac makes us clap every time he walks into the room. Right, yeah, like, but give me a break. That's not a big deal. Fleck is not for everyone, but the guys who think like him and who appreciate that stuff, like, probably really, really love him. Like the players that were mm-hmm. with him at Big Ten Media Days. I know people who have worked for him and hate his guts. I know people who have worked for him who think that he's awesome. Yeah, he's just one of those types of guys. And a lot of these college football because guys Because of his personality. Because it can wear on you. That personality can wear on you, for sure. Harbaugh's the same way. Very mm. similar. And he's suspended for four games, which this is a... <laughs> they, this, will they be favored by less than 30 in any of those games? Probably I, I think they might be 30-point favorites in all four of those games. Matt, can you pull up Michigan's schedule for us real quick? And we'll, we'll do this. We'll, we'll guess the Circa odds... For Michigan's four games. The thing that is so weak about this suspension, and I have no idea what these suspensions should have been. That's not really where I I, I, I don't know. But like that, he can coach. He can do everything except be on the field during these games. So it's East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. All home games. All home. That Harbaugh. I, no, I think they're 30-plus point favorites in all. Yeah. 
Maybe Rutgers could be a you know a twenty four and a half something like that. But I, <laughs> come on, it just seems so transparent when. Who's the next game after Rutgers? Nebraska. Yeah, that's at and that's Nebraska. at Nebraska. It's just, come on, is this really going to matter? Like you said, if he's running all the practices, if he's doing everything except on the field on game day, that's it. So are you saying he can be giving the halftime speech at these games? From what I understand, like he he couldn't physically be there, but if they wanted to put him on like Zoom, I think that would be okay. Oh boy. As long as your coordinators are total imbeciles, like Yeah. The the actual game day thing is the least important deal. It's all the stuff leading the motivation, the prep, all that. Well, especially considering you're not playing anyone with a pulse. You don't need really all all they're worried about those first four games, keep the train on the tracks, stay away from injuries, ramp up to the real games, which will begin the following week at Nebraska. They won't have any problem with any of those games with or without Jim Harbaugh or either coordinator. You could you could just have the players go out there and play a pickup game against those teams and Michigan would win by double digits. Yeah, the the scout team at Michigan's better than the teams that they are playing when he's out. Oh yeah. Williams, a lot of people asking in the comments, Clemson to the Big Ten. I'm telling you, man, these rumors are gonna be crazy this week. I listen. That Clemson to me fits in the SEC. I I I if I'm I don't the think, SEC, I would grab Clemson and Florida State. I'm telling you, this could be the uh, this could be Armageddon for what we love about college football. Oh, God, we're gonna have 20 <sighs> team te- leagues. You know what I want to start seeing? Chasing television revenue. I want to start seeing conferences kick teams out. Yes. Nah, yeah. Kick that's, Rutgers and Maryland out. That's what daddy's talking about. Get their asses out of here. SEC, kick Vandy out. There, there are rumors everywhere right now. I knew this Colorado thing would start it. We're just see, So we've talked about the ACC, right? And the theories that are out there, and I have no idea how... It would hold up in court. Is that like if Clemson and Florida State, let's say that they had an offer to the SEC, which I don't think that they do because I don't think the SEC wants any piece of that right now as far as the legal thing goes. But they would make so much more money that it would still be worth it for them to do their little buyout. They're not little. It's like $300 million, I think, is what it is. But... You could see how this would, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if if Colorado's gone, let's say Arizona leaves on Wednesday. I'm just throwing that out there. All of a sudden, Oregon and Washington are looking around like, holy shit, like, well, if we can't get in the Big Ten and we don't go there, we're going to have a, okay, so we're going to invite San Diego State and Boise, and that's Mm going to be our Pac-12, which I would make the argument, Chris, wouldn't be terrible with the new playoff. Well, They're going to yeah. waltz you, into the playoff every spot. year. Yeah. If you've got a spot, yeah, that's, that's But you sexy. still have to fund your athletic That still makes the games department. matter. 
Yeah. You still have to fund your athletic department. That's the yep. thing. So if your television contract is paying you $12 million a year and everybody else is making in the 30s, right? And, like, Washington's got financial problems. Oregon's fine. They have Phil Knight. But you can see how all of a sudden these Pac-12 schools are now looking around like, holy shit, what are we going to do? We are starting to learn that the big the kind of the big fish out there the salvation for the Pac-12 we believe is Apple but Apple only wants to own all of the rights to their properties like they did with the MLS mm-hmm. so that would be a Pac-12 with every men's basketball every football every women's basketball every piece of competition that they hold is on Apple TV and I, I haven't heard many issues with that MLS wise, but I until Messi went to uh, Miami, and then people started asking, okay, where 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 can I watch these games? And they're like, oh, it's all on Apple. I go, oh, okay, but God, a lot of people have Apple. Would that be so bad? I don't think it would be that bad for guys like us. But man, you're gonna like think about the amount of just random people stumbling across Pac-12 after dark yeah. over the last... Like, your exposure is just going to be cut down dramatically. And you're just thinking... I'm thinking of the studio shows on ESPN, CBS, NBC, yeah. just totally ignoring anything yeah, you, going on you in know, Pac-12. in network TV, you guys do this all the time. They do it at ESPN a lot. Where it's like, oh, they have the NASCAR rights now, so Sports Center is mm-hmm. going to have NASCAR in it. If they don't have it, they're not touching it. It's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just more of an out of sight. But I don't think the Pac-12 presidents will vote on that. Like, I don't think that they'll do that. They're hanging around waiting for this offer that doesn't exist. Meanwhile, you have Disney President Bob Iger being quoted about trimming the fat and expenses and discussing sports rights in the same sentence. What does that tell you? It tells you that this big offer isn't coming. So again, yeah, I think it'd be I if if I was Washington and Oregon and we had a real offer today, this is what I'm going to do. All right, all you assholes, you can jump on our back, but we're doing unequal revenue sharing and when we make the playoff, we get to keep 50% of it and we'll divvy out the rest to you guys. Because okay, they're going to go to the playoff every other year, those two teams are, in that new college football playoff in this Pac-12. If they At add what SM. point, though, will with Colorado has started it again. At what point do you have to revisit the agreement on the college football playoff? You have to talk about it. I agree. I mean, if all of a sudden just, it's Utah If Arizona State, leaves, yeah. If Arizona leaves, or let's just say Oregon and Washington leave. And Arizona leaves. And you've got a handful of teams. You add Boise and San Diego State. That conference should not... That should not have an automatic berth yeah, for the conference G5. champion to the playoff. It's, it's totally five. different. Yeah. And and how difficult is that going to be to go back and redo all that? All these years we've waited for this playoff. And now realignment could shake things up mightily. If this is actually a good, I think he's being somebody in our comments is being kind of a jerk, but I, it raises a good point. Uh, Schmitty says Don Hassel would lose it 
over only being on Apple. Oh yeah, he would. Well, the first time Iowa is on Peacock, that'll be an issue for him. Now he already has Peacock because there's some golf on Peacock, so he's he's going to be okay. But that's not going to be the same for everybody. And if every game was on Peacock, oh. He'd be lit. Hey, if the Big 12 was only playing games on Peacock or Apple, he would be laughing his ass off. Because there is a stigma. Yeah. There's, there's if you're no not doubt. on network TV. There's no doubt about that. Hey, real quick, um, Tim McGraw coming to the Iowa Event Center. Is he the guy Tickets that sings, go on sale we'll Friday. put a boot in your ass, it's the... Uh, I'm kidding, I know Tim McGraw. No, that that's Toby Keith that you're singing. Tim McGraw is coming to the Iowa Tim McGraw, I think, might be... I think I might enjoy his acting even more than his singing. Uh, he was in that football move, that series. Or the movie, he was the dad, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I remember he kicked out the, the window yep. in the back seat of the car. Boy, that Tim McGraw's a good-looking son of a bitch, isn't he? And he's in, uh, what is it, 1881, yeah. 1884? I can't remember what it's called on now. He is a handsome man. I, th- I heard that a few years ago he gave up drinking, just eats clean. I'm thinking about doing that. What do you think about no, that? No, you're not. No chance. 1883. Tim McGraw's best work, says Brandon. Yeah, He was great in that show. All right, one more. He's a sneaky good actor. One more college football, and then I got to hear more. We we have to talk. Van Winkle, have you, did Hassel get you the thing about the Japanese man that paid (laughs) $20,000 to turn himself into a dog? No. Okay, look that up real quick. We're going to need some video of that. It was on Instagram. I I wanted the lead. The show with it what, today. Do you and Hassel have a side, a side thread? That so I'm here's the on? problem, Jeez. Van Wink. You know how I am. I like to email my topics. I think it's it's just cleaner and easier. So Williams, but then Williams will like send me a text, like, "Hey, working on the rundown. You got anything for tomorrow's show?" And why so did then you I, voice it like that? Like, <laughs> how how could I? I'm I'm usually like, "Hey, man, I'm working on the show. Do you have anything you really want to get to?" That's like, and so. Why so do I, I send him like this, like, look a goddamn son of a bitch. And you got anything for tomorrow, you know? <laughs> so, so I send it to him, and I send him all the, the you know, the pictures and stuff I want. And he's like, oh, well, you're going to have to send that to Van Wink. Well, yeah, I, what, I don't. It, what, send it to Van Winkle. He's the producer. Why would you send that in? Why would you ask me that in a text? What do you want me to do? Call you? Just let me email it to you. Fine, then do it. I don't give a shit. Matt needs the pictures. I, it, it's not my thing. Okay, yeah. Oh okay. god. <laughs> so, all right, we'll get we'll get to Iowa and Iowa State football here in a minute. Hassel discovers this story on Instagram last night. There's a there's a, a Japanese man who spent anywhere from like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to turn himself into a dog. And if you're watching on the stream right now, if you're watching on the stream right now, you can see the video. This man has turned he's taken being a furry to a new level. He is physically a dog, and I have so many questions right now, Hassel. 
Look at him. He's like rolling around. He goes around. out he's... in public too and waves. But and look, you can see his mouth moving. Is he barking or is he talking to people? Is he like talking in a man in a man's voice or is he barking and making dog sounds? I so I have all sorts of like. How does he go to the bathroom? Does he actually like squat? Like does because this this or does he? <laughs> Or, like, at night, does he get out of the suit? Or is he just in this suit forever? Is he just this border collie forever? I don't know. There's a woman that's with him. I assume it's okay. his wife or something. There's somebody in that? I thought yeah, he was, yeah. like, man. controlling it with a... No, no, no. He's oh. inside that suit. That's a Japanese man. And he has, like, a YouTube page where you can, like, follow this. <laughs> what? Like, you know what? Does he, you know what I'm most surprised by? That it only cost fifteen to twenty thousand dollars for him to create this suit. Is he just like screwing around here? Is this like a hobby? Because like I have a hobby. Like you know, some some guys go golfing as a hobby. Van Wink, why don't you turn that up? I want to. Like is the, he is he talking? Because his mouth is moving uh, like he's hang, talking. Hang on, let's see. No, he's waving at us. No, wait, this one here. I don't Does that not anything. have sound? No. I'll, I'll do his, some more investigating. His mouth is moving like he's a cartoon dog. What if he's just like talking to me? Hey, how you, you doing, buddy? Did you read the story last night about how he's like walking down the street and other dogs will like sniff his ass? Oh, my God. It does. So he looks just like a, a huge border collie. By the way, I was with a bunch of... Um, school administrators when I was down in Nashville. This furry thing is out of control. Careful there's now. Kid, no, there's kids all over the country that like identify as like a dog. I had no idea about any of this until a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it like happens all the time now in these schools. And now we got these these guys that are spending 20k to turn themselves into a dog. Where did we go so wrong as a society? <laughs> this is it. We got Rutgers in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know. So, see, there's a picture of it, like the woman walking him, like he goes out for walks. <laughs> Look, that dog is. This one dog is sniffing his hiney right there. So, but what's weird to me is like he'll wave. He acts like a dog in every way, but then he'll he'll wave. Like a dog's not gonna wave. Again, my question is, like, is this guy wanting to be a dog, or is this, like, a hobby? Because some guys go golfing on Saturdays. Some people ride their bikes. This guy's like, ah, I'm going to put on the suit and go for a walk and act like a dog. What are we and, doing? And spend a lot of money doing it. But I tell you, he did a good job. I don't know if he's some kind of furry suit designer, but, man, that is one hell of an outfit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to Big Ten Media Day. 
and all of our coverage was presented by our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. We've got a new segment on the show coming up next week, the Bigger, Better, Bolder Performance of the Week. Brought to you by our friends at Kelderman. Kirk Ferentz, I love this Kirk Ferentz quote. He was asked about gambling. He says, there's 49 states where I promise you the guys in our investigation and the other school, because that's what Iowa State is, the other school, aren't the only ones who can be in an investigation. Let's acknowledge it. Let's admit what it is. Let's figure out how to approach it and intelligently move with it. I am learning more and more about this thing, Chris, and I am borderline disgusted on how this has been handled. All right. Tell us what you've learned. And why uh, I just about other people and stuff that have been caught up in this thing. And it is just other people in other states that aren't no, being exposed. People who I'll put it this way are not student athletes, but have been on these campuses and happen to be placing a bet. Okay. What's uh, happening to them? Getting discipline for really? placing a $5 bet on Monday night football or whatever. Um, and this is all from the DCI. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the, yeah, it just seems so like, listen, like I think you and I agree on this. If they, they're student athletes, if they were betting, they knew that they shouldn't have. Let's face the penalty. Let's move on. I like what the NCAA did to acknowledge this and they lessen the penalties nationwide. That's all really good stuff. The whole witch hunt thing in the state of Iowa is just what bothers me the most. To to me, I, I would uh, I would liken it to a small town cop that's kind of a pass through town that just sits out and just busts everyone rolling through at you know seven over the speed limit. Where in you know most towns you can go ten over. Not a big deal. This guy, if you go over it all, he's busting your ass. That's what it reminds me of. Somebody, or maybe some buddies, that are taking this way too seriously with way too much time on their hands. Because, look, no other state is doing this. Because if any other state was doing this, was doing this kind of crackdown, they would find a lot of it. They would find a lot. They would find people on every campus out there. Doing the exact same things. So this tells just me imagine, Iowa's the only state that did it. Just imagine if this was happening in the state of Alabama oh right God. now. Oh, my God. If we had, you know, maybe up to like a dozen Auburn and Alabama players caught up in this. It's July 31st. We have no clue who's playing in the upcoming season. And just the imagine. worst part about this could be, Chris, if if they don't get this thing if they don't release what the punishments are going to be, if they don't figure this thing out, all these guys are going to have to sit out the whole season. Well, and I'll put it, let me make it a little more instantaneous for you, my friend. Iowa State's media day is on Friday. And for those of you who've never been to a media day, here's what happens. Matt Campbell will have a press conference, and then every player and every coach is available to the media on the field immediately after. Mm Mm-hmm. And if it's the names I'm hearing with Iowa State, it is going to be very noticeable who is not on that field. I don't know how they're going to handle it, and I don't. 
because again, like from from everything I've gathered, the schools, and this is both Iowa and Iowa State, would love to just put an end to this and be like, hey, this is what's, but it's a criminal investigation. You can't be involved in that. So like if what Kirk Ferentz said, I completely agree with. If Kirk Ferentz said, well, player X is being accused of this and it's a bunch of bullshit, well, then he's interfering with an investigation, <laughs> right? So like you can mm-hmm. see, I hope fans can understand that the predicament that these schools are in right now. I just, I want to know why this thing started. That's all I care about mm-hmm. right now. Why did this thing start? Did they have an actual tip? Like, was there a re? Why? From what I understand, it started with Iowa baseball. Why did Iowa State get brought into it? Because it's a witch hunt. They're looking for their. This is the, you know. You're right. The cop is the perfect example. This sounds like Barney who, Fife. That's what it sounds like to me. Barney Fife. From the Andy Griffith Show, you know, my dad calls people Barney Fives all the time because they're just why looking to they're looking to stir things up, get people in trouble. Why just didn't Northern Iowa and got Drake else get roped into this? Yeah, no, because it's not high enough of an impact. They exactly. wanted to make a big deal out of it, so they exactly. got the two big dogs. Yep, that's what it seems like. And it's too bad we're sitting here. We're tomorrow is August. We are running out of time. And it's going to get real hairy. When's Iowa State's media day? What day? Friday. They're on the clock, man, because Friday, you know what we're all doing when we go out on that field. We're looking for certain players. I mean, at this point, I think if you're Matt Campbell, you've got to be looking at making a total change to, to, to media days and just saying, okay, guys, we're just going to have a handful of players they're going to come out. So you can't. So we can't just read into, okay, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. So you don't didn't, know. Didn't they do that during COVID? They only had like some of the captains and a few other players come out. Maybe they would Maybe they would consider doing that mm-hmm. again. I Listen, I, I hope that they – I hope that they just come out and say, okay, well, these guys are not going to be participating because they are currently under investigation – for an NCAA rule infraction and just end it with that. Everybody's going to get it. I don't think I I really don't think most media types are wanting to write about this anymore. Like it's been mm-hmm. a long off season. Can we talk about the game? But the closer but just, we get to the season, the bigger the story it becomes. Absolutely. I I just and I have no faith thing, that this thing is going to be decided by the time the season starts in a month. I love that Ference is getting prickly about it, though. I was, mm-hmm. I was hooting and hollering, cheering on Coach Ference when I was reading that stuff. Did you guys? I wish talk Matt about... would do a little more, but that's just not really his style. Kirk has just been around so long mm-hmm. that he, <laughs> Kirk's like the old guy. He's getting ready to retire. He can say yeah. whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you guys talk about um, any Awazirike too with the Broncos so that, who got that, that I was trying to kind of connect the dots with the timing of this. I didn't know well, maybe was he on campus and was placing bets in the facility and that's I how he got tied into this. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Okay. That the, he, he got caught up in this exact sting. It hmm. just seemed weird because you didn't hear about any other NFL guys at the time well, getting stung. Again, and, any who I love and thinks a really good dude knows he shouldn't do this. Okay. So I'm sure that, like the suspension is warranted. You're not supposed what, to. What, I don't, I don't. what did he do and what was the suspension? Well, he he's suspended for a year because apparently he was betting on NFL games. So like before he was in the NFL, obviously, right? No, last year. He was back. 
I believe on he campus? was back in Ames while this sting was happening. But again, like, so here, this is what I want to know. Hmm. So we've been told from day one that this was about underage gambling, that that's what they were looking for. Okay? Underage. The Gaming Commission comes out to Action Network and all the different sources saying that, no, we don't see any discrepancies here. Nobody's shaving points. None of that. This is about underage gambling. So the DCI is just out there collecting, hey, uh, we got this guy he plays for the Denver Broncos. We better let the NFL know. Yeah. Is that your role? And again, he did it, and he's going to have to take his suspension like a man, and he will. And hopefully a lot of people learn their lesson from this. But what are you doing? What is the DCI doing? Are they – it looks to me like they're out there trying to create headlines. Yeah. That's what it looks like it at certainly this point. does. I, I don't know what is inside their heads. Perhaps I am dead wrong about something here, and I will own it like a man. It looks like that from the outside. Mm-hmm. And again, it looks like they're holding it over everybody right now as this process moves like as slow as molasses. Why Iowa and Iowa? Did they go to Simpson? Did they go to Central Mm -hmm. and put Geo? No, they're part of the NCAA. You're telling me that there's not kids on the Simpson team gambling Mm -hmm. on sports? I guarantee there are. Sorry, Simpson. I'm not trying to single you out, but it's just as an example. Like, this is a total. it's a giant ass witch hunt, is we'll call it like it is, and I want to know why it started. That's all I care about. Why did why this thing started, start, and, and why did it why go it to- stopped? What why it led to Iowa State, and why it stopped there and didn't go to Northern Iowa and other places yeah. as well. You got all this fancy equipment. You got all this great stuff that you can do to bust these guys and gals, but I don't think there's being a female that I know of. Uh, that's been caught. Apparently, that's a decent tell on who likes to bet on sports. <laughs> but, like, if you have all this stuff and you're on this underage gambling crackdown, why would you do it at the two high-profile ones and nobody else? Explain that to me. So, anyways. You've been in Iowa. Did you go to that reunion? Well, short answer, no. But... I uh, I was with my mom on so the reunion the the big reunion was on Saturday, but they also had like a little get together on Friday. They called it like family night or whatever, and uh, so I'm with my mom, and I start getting texts from people. Hey, we people at the reunion are talking about how you're too big time for us now. Ooh. You're too big time. You just say you're too good for us. I love I said, no, it. What? No, no, that's not what I said. I what? I just I didn't want to go and like not know people and feel feel bad about that. You would have known people. Well, so what happened was one of my really good friends, Dan, was there, and so I said, "Hey, Dan, we're up at this this bar that was nearby." I said, why don't you come on over? And he's like, no, get down here. You got to get down here the riverfront. Well, then the storms roll in about nine o'clock. Wind 60 miles an hour. So well, they all get. This the, is on Friday. The, 
The this reunion? is on Friday. Oh, okay. As I say, the reunion's going on a block away, and you went to a different bar. What a dick. <laughs> no, but this is the flight. It's like a family night on Friday. Okay. And I, yeah. th- I took that to mean like all the people with kids are going to be there, and the kids are going to be playing with each other. And, oh, this is little Timmy. Look at him. Oh, isn't he so cute? So I'm with my mom, and I had no idea what we were going to do. I, I didn't know if we were going to stay woman. at her house. Uh, you, uh, have you met her? No, I just... Okay. You've sent me text messages. About I didn't she know if we were going to stay at her. So she ends up wanting to do like bar hopping, like going around. And, and so so I end up real close to the reunion. Dan then comes to see me where we're at and brings a bunch of other people that I went to school with that he was hanging out with. So I did get to see a lot of my former classmates... And, and a lot of them I really like. And it was nice to see them on Friday. And I took a picture with Dan and posted that. And I got so many, so many responses from people. What, what, oh, you gave in. You went to the reunion. I knew it. No, I did not go to the reunion. I was, I was up the street. And I saw Dan and a few other people that I hadn't seen in 15. So you didn't go to the reunion, but you you were wandering around a abandoned mall? Yes. So Twitter. the next, that was, what day was that? Uh, Saturday or Sunday. Abandoned so places are fascinating. My mom and I go to, uh, <laughs> we go to this place called Diamond Dave's, which used to be in the mall. Now it's kind of on the outside of the mall. Barbecue, right? And, and I want it, no, it's Mexican. And, uh, Oh, so I said, I, I, I want to walk through the mall. I haven't been through the mall in four or five years. And so we go in there and this is the first thing we see. We got the picture up right now. The floor is rotting. And in the lower right, it's hard to see, but there's a little black thing on the floor and that orange part of the floor. And my mom's like, oh my God, what is that? And I said, I, I don't know. And I, I get down close. It, it looks like a frog that has been roasted over an open fire for like 10 hours and then left there on the floor to rot. It was crispy. It was disgusting. So we, we start walking in the mall and you see, look, look, there's nobody in. There's, there's nothing there. So you can just walk into this abandoned mall? Yes. So, uh, and, and apparently people use this as a walking spot. When it's too I was cold or like too hot. Homeless people probably. You know, you would think that. But so I'm walking through and then we run into this guy, Mike, huge. Two guys named Chris Listener. Huge. Introduced He's just walking himself. around the abandoned mall. Yeah. He's like, whoa, I didn't expect to see you here. Oh, my God. How's Williams doing? Did you get a chance to see him on your trip? And I said, no, he won't see me. <laughs> so so then, so we walked through the mall after seeing this really nice guy named Mike. We walk outside, and there are these two women that were also sitting in the same spot when we walked in. And... I mean, I didn't think anything of it. I was just going to walk past him. Next thing I knew, my mom's like, are you guys in need of a ride? Oh. <laughs> it's like, what? And, and, and they're like, 
Well, yeah, we've been waiting for the bus for an hour. It hasn't showed up. I don't know. It's like, well, where do you need to go? (laughs) Well, we live down by the bridge. And, And so they get in the car and sit behind me. And I, look, Midwesterners are like that. My mom is like that. Just really nice. Always wanting to help people. But geez, I just, that is not something I would do. I would be, I was afraid like. You're lucky they weren't murderers. Yes. I was afraid of that. Uh, I got a, so, I got a good hitchhiker story you want to hear real quick. Yeah. With some buddies. And <laughs> there were three of us, and we had driven to Council Bluffs. So that's what we did when we were kids. Because if you like needed to buy anything or like a, like we didn't have any stores, and Clarinda to buy CDs or video games or whatever, go up to a movie, get a piece of pizza, whatever. And we're driving back, and we see this hitchhiker, and we pick him up, and the guy. Because we, we did it for fun. We're like, oh, this will be a blast. It's really a stupid move. Well, my buddy in the back seat, who is um, sitting next to this, like, stinky hitchhiker. Oh, my God. He's terrified. He's just sitting there. He's he's just terrified. Well, we start yucking it up with this hitchhiker. And he he's starting to feel kind of comfortable with us. And... My my friend had just bought I, I remember it like it was yesterday a Tom Petty CD. And the hitchhiker goes, "Hey, uh, Tom Petty, huh? Is that a new one?" And my buddy's like, "Yeah, you you want to listen to it?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, let's listen to it." He goes, "He goes, is this your first Tom Petty CD?" <laughs> my buddy goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, it's gonna be your last." What? <laughs> <laughs> And we all assumed the guy was going to, like, kill us. Where in reality, he just really didn't like Tom Petty. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) There's few things that I despise more than being really uncomfortable in a car. (laughs) So I was really uncomfortable because the, the ladies were behind me in the car. And while we were taking them to their where they lived. It just, I felt really vulnerable, but did I, did I tell you what happened to me last year in Iowa in a car after dinner with my dad and (laughs) this is ringing a bell, but (laughs) I can't remember if I shared this on the podcast last year, my dad and his wife and his wife's daughter went out for a nice meal in downtown Davenport and she's about, I don't know, 23 or something. And she proceeds to drink five banana martinis in the course of maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And she's, by the end of the meal, she ate ate this big steak. By the end of the meal, she's struggling to get up to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And her mom has to help her into the bathroom. And so we sign out, we go walk to the car. She is falling over 
in the parking garage. She just fell straight down. She was flat dead. She was like on her back. Her mom <laughs> helps her up, helps her to the car. And so I know what's about to happen here. I know what's going to happen. She is on the verge of throwing up. Ate this big steak, five banana martinis in an hour and 15 minutes. So I I want to get her, if, if we're getting in this car, and my dad was making us get in the car, she needs to sit in the front seat. My dad goes, no, 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 no. Chris, you sit up front. She needs to be in back. She needs to be in back. So he put... I have to go in the front passenger seat. He puts her directly behind me. (laughs) We start pulling out, backing up, and I just feel a huge chunk of steak hit the back of my head. And she is puking all over. Right behind me. And... So my dad's wife, Jamie's driving the car. Apparently not. She washed it down with a banana martini. So my dad's wife who's driving the car. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We need to stop and clean this up. My dad goes, no, God damn it. No, just get us home. Get us home. God damn it. As fast as you can. Well, we're 15 minutes away from home. So there's just puke everywhere all over me and i had to open the window and ride like ace ventura with my head out the window the whole ride home and my dad's just freaking out in the back seat he's like oh my god oh my oh god oh god and i'm just i'm just thankful that my wife wasn't there because i don't know what would have happened if she was there but we we got back and i i, I shit you not i opened the door to get out of the car and just a bunch of meat (laughs) fell out the side door onto the driveway. Disgusting. That puke's hard to get out too. If you ever anybody puke in your car, the smell. Oh yeah. So, so my dad made them clean the car up immediately at home. And, they're like, yep, yep, we got it all, we got it all. Well, I get in the car the next day, and it is just, I mean, it's like, it's like a war zone in there. Yeah. I mean, I was going to die of the odor. And my dad, it was like the Seinfeld episode with the smell in the car, in Jerry's yeah, car. Yeah, the BB. The and uh, my dad, so then my dad proceeds to like drive all around the Quad Cities looking for a, a car wash that will wash the inside of your car. And nobody would do it. There was no car. So he had to drive. The only one he so, knew of was back in Muscatoon. So he drove to Muscatine to wash out the inside of his car. Not that I know, but I've heard from experiences that if this happens in the summer, so like puke will it be was in the like summer. crevices of this car and it'll just like bake. Thank God. Thank God <laughs> he no longer has that car. He He just traded it in like a month before I... I went back for like an SUV. It was a Camry. How did she get oh. the steak? Was it medium rare? I'm just curious. I don't, I don't remember. But it was one of the grossest things that's ever happened to me. 
And I could see it coming from a mile away. And my dad just forced me into that front seat right in the the line of puke. (laughs) We have so much more to get to. And we'll, we'll, we'll do it later this week. We got to talk about the aliens. I mean, we have proof that aliens have been here. Oh, my. That, on the same day, we had Big 12 <laughs> expansion and proof of aliens. <laughs> proof I was walking around the Ozarks with an erection nonstop. <laughs> we'll have to get to that. You went to some movies. We've got a lot of stuff we'll get to <laughs> later this week. Uh, again, Hawkeye. Big Ten fans, check out that pod that Chad and I did on Saturday. I think you'll really like it. It, it was really diehard into the football stuff. Uh, last thing for me is you can tell Van Winkle now has two kids because mm-hmm. you were telling that puke story, and he's just yeah. like, I can see him on his little screen just down there just yawning. Matt's just down there yawning. Right, Wait, he get the show over with. Like that's just some regular story. Matt, Drake says, how are I've had to wipe like 50 dirty butts this week, oh, so God. I've uh, seen my fair share of And that won't stop. My things. my youngest is about four and two times a day. Dad, can you help me wipe? <laughs> Wipey. My, my dad, we were out <laughs> sitting on the deck drinking those swarm beers one night. And he, I sent you that video, Matt. And he's like, I just, I just don't understand. I mean, when, <laughs> I, when we had you... No one would eat the placenta. You would just, the placenta, would, you, you didn't even think of it. And, and now people are eating that thing? Yeah. They didn't even offer it, if you're wondering. They didn't offer it. Well, no, you have to tell them. They don't, like, just offer it up to you. Well, they would, I think they'd what ask. What would they have done if Matt pulls out of his bag his, like, ninja blender and be like, hey, um, okay, so here's the request. We need to, we need this baby to eat its own placenta. I brought a blender for you. <laughs> and then you pick like the nurse, you know, like the nurse's aide. Hey, okay, I'm assigning this to you. Grab that placenta and you need to grind it up the second that this baby is born. So I, I learned a little bit more about this from my mom because she knows people that have actually eaten the placenta. So I thought that like the placenta came out and you'd grab it and you just, you just bit off a chunk of it. But apparently people will f- like freeze dry it they make it like a pill yeah yeah, yeah. they freeze dry it and then they grind it up and they put it in a capsule right so they can take it like for the rest of their life mm, their life uh, well yeah if you grind it into if you you know you could spread it out it's like Maybe it's just like saving a piece of your... in one yeah what's <laughs> what's more odd the hassle is like just biting a piece off of like jerky placenta. Like, yeah like beef jerky or spending twenty thousand dollars to become a border collie mm. uh, i don't know honestly that's it's pretty close i mean I, if i was a border collie like you could just go around and just hump anything i yeah, that's true maybe Think that's all the part stuff of that you could plan. do if you were a dog. Oh, look at the cute dog. You look at the cute dog. <laughs> yeah, that was a good picture, though, Matt, of baby Van Wink flipping me off. All right. Uh, good stuff. What a fun show. Needed this. Uh, it's going to be a really busy week. We'll be around, guys, for more breaking news stuff with Arizona. If that happens, I don't think it'll happen this week, but who knows? Who freaking knows? 
Uh, Amber's going to start doing some weather stuff later on in the week, and we have show announcements coming up here. I mean, I, I, I hope new shows? this week. Yeah, new shows. Yes. We're adding a couple of new shows to Iowa right. everywhere. Uh, Iowa and Iowa State fans both will be excited to see the yes. new lineup. So appreciate everybody for tuning in, following us wherever you follow us here on Iowa Everywhere. For Matt Van Winkle, for Chris Hassel, my name is Chris Williams. See ya. Iowa Everywhere.